0: I agree with you that it was. It's a lot less sweet, and the flavors have fallen. I into think this that's beer. what it is—the sweetness. And is it's gone. like a, it's like a, you know, whiskey tinged candy bar in a glass, pretty much.
1: I'm, well, I'd like to uh, take credit. Take for credit. Yeah, yeah. Hashtag, you, hashtag Fallen In. I was even listening. <laughs> credit the Tap Takeover Podcast Twenty Eighteen. <laughs> you've stumbled on into the Tap Takeover podcast. Welcome to the Tap Takeover podcast for a very special 25,000 downloads episode. This uh, this episode, we're just going to do a quick little tasting for you. We're going to thank everybody involved with the podcast and everybody who's been listening and downloading. 25000 downloads is nothing to sneeze at. And for the occasion today, we've each brought a separate beer, um, you know, some whales, some regular beers. Uh, I may have brought the only whale. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Captain A. <laughs> but uh, we got some great beers to share with you guys, and uh, we're just each one's kind of got a story, and I think that's what's going to bring this whole episode together. Uh, let's start with you, Jim. Uh, you brought one from one of our very first episodes, not one of the beers we tried in that episode because the brewery's changed quite a bit, but uh, tell us about your beer.
2: Yeah, friend of the show, Eagle Park. When I look back over our growth in the past two years, it really mirrors uh, how Eagle Park has grown along with the beer scene in Milwaukee. In wisconsin in the midwest and for me uh, they were no brainer one of the things i love about what they're doing today uh, and with the hazy ipas is that you got to drink them fresh and now we've got someone here producing a decent volume that we can just go down and get a really fresh, hazy IPA, and they're just crushing it right now. So we got a tropical milkshake IPA. Let's uh, let's have a little taste.
1: So, I mean, they're doing releases pretty much every weekend. They're really coming up, and it's been fun to see, like you said.
2: And they're doing a lot of different styles, too, and that's what's so exciting, too. It's just not IPAs. It's uh, just not uh, fruited Gozas or Berliner Weisses. It's uh, some stouts and...
1: You know, I think one of the most exciting things about Eagle Park is that they took their very small origins, you know, their their very first tap room was very small, their uh, their brewery system was very small, and they, they took that to heart and said, we're going to keep throwing things at the wall and see what sticks, and see what the audience wants, uh, you know, to put it in rock and roll terms, uh, as uh, I'm sure they would appreciate. But I think that's a way to grow your brewery organically. You know, some people might come out and they might just have their, their basic beers, uh, you know, their, They're kind of flagship beers. But Eagle Park is going about it in, I I think, the right way, especially for a brewery of their size. Uh, Jesus, what uh, what do you take away from this first beer? I really like, I guess this one has lactose, right? Mm -hmm. This is one of the milkshakes.
3: Yeah, the tropical name of it, it, that's what it takes me to, you know? It is just a uh, really easy drinking. I wish it, I wish it was nicer outside right now. <laughs> We're getting a little cold, but this is like a perfect easy drinking beer. It Has that little that body to it? I think um, it's a it's a it's a good. It's just it's good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, Andy, you said that the uh, the base on this beer is very similar to another milkshake one that they do.
3: Yeah, the the big bottoms
0: that they uh, put out a couple of times in the last couple of weeks. That it's a double double milkshake IPA with. Uh, I think it's orange zest and uh, vanilla.
1: Blood orange, mandarin oranges, and tangerines. That's the, uh, the bottom. Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful
3: color, too. It's like you're used to seeing like the, it has that yellow-orange color, you know?
1: Yeah, it's got a great flavor. The uh, the, the tropical fruits are kind of giving it a little bit of a sour flavor, which I'm really mm. kind of digging. Uh, it's not not like a full sour or anything, but but yeah, it's got all kinds of different flavors going on. I'm, I'm enjoying the hell out of this one.
0: It's uh, just a very delicious beer, and they've been knocking it out of the park uh, pretty much with everything, but the new milkshake series, I, I really like.
1: So Jim, do you have a, a favorite memory from that interview at, uh, at Eagle Park?
2: You know, what struck me was just how small they were. After the interview, uh, Jake took me back and just showed me the brewery. And it was a glorified home brewing system back there. And then they had just, they were really excited. They had just installed uh, a bright tank that they had no idea how to work. They actually <laughs> needed uh, uh, the boys from Enlightened uh, from downstairs to show them how to use it. So, so they came from very humble beginnings. Uh, and to see where they are today is so great.
3: You know, I think that another thing that's funny about that that interview is that they're one of the first breweries that contacted us. I mean, we were both starting off at the same time, so we kind of were figuring this whole podcasting thing out.
2: So let's continue down memory lane here.
0: Andy, uh, what did you bring? So the next stop on our little journey, the 25,000 downloads uh, is Goose Island with the uh, 2016 Bourbon County. Uh, we had a awesome sunday morning down there in chicago <laughs> at the barrel warehouse
3: perfect time to be drinking those heavy beers yeah
0: we, we all drank way too much bourbon county it was uh, it's a lot of fun some of
1: us more than others <laughs> yeah just a little
0: bit
3: it's uh, a very surreal when they have 2015 just on tap there and their employee break room it's amazing
1: hanging out yeah I mean, the brewery itself is amazing. We've talked before about it, but the seventy-five thousand square feet, the uh, floor-to-ceiling barrels, the, you know half of it divided for Bourbon County, the other half for uh, for their uh, sour line. What an event, you know? <laughs> what a what an amazing event! And I think we had more brewers on that episode than we've ever had. Uh, it was six. Six people sitting across from the four of us, 10 of us on that episode. It was a super-sized episode, a super-sized brewery, and a, a super-sized warehouse.
0: That was great. So uh, what are you guys thinking of uh, the 2016 version of Bourbon County? I think this beer is uh, primed and ready to go. I mean, it usually is right out of the gate.
3: But Man, it's, a, it's a, so smooth. I love this beer. Uh, yeah, you're right. I've had it like the the newest one. It's a, I, I still think it's a little hot when you get the newest one. This is 16. No, but it's super smooth. It's great, easy drinking, but it's still pretty high in alcohol. I guess, what do you guys think about this whole aging thing in general? I mean, 16 seems like it, this is ready to go now, like Annie was saying. Jim, do you think that we should lay this
2: down another year? Do you, what do you no, think? No, I, I think this is ready to drink right now. Um, it's a touch hot, but it's, what is this, like 14.7, 15.3 something? I, like I mean, uh, the ABV on these beers are, are, are ridiculous but it's 13.8 on this one okay 13.8 that's still a big beer (laughs) Uh, it's got a ton of body but the heat has died down because they are a little hot when when they when they come out fresh but it smells a touch but you still get such a great bourbon flavor the base stout is so fantastic 2016 is a sweet spot for this for the base
1: And, uh, you know, I think it's one of those things that we we ask every single brewer that's on the show. We ask them, would you recommend that our listeners uh, put that beer aside for a couple months, a year, or do you think it's it's ready to now? And we've had a lot of different answers. Uh, I think Half Acre was the first ones on the show who said, drink that shit now. (laughs) You guys are crazy. Uh, You know, maybe do it as an experiment, Mm -hmm. but we recommend you drink it now. I think Goose Island uh, defies that it defies that definition. I've had a 2012 just recently and a 2013 and a 2014. Those are all tasting amazing. I mean this is the sort of beer that you can lay down for a little while as long as it's good conditions you know less than 50 degrees in your cellar you know you really want uh, nice dry conditions but for the most part this is the this is the exception to the rule sometimes.
2: Yeah, about the only one you don't want to age too much is the coffee one because coffee does drop yeah. off so quickly. Well, I think and that it, one's It's so good fresh. It is really good fresh. Anything
1: with the adjuncts. You yeah. know, even the Northwoods where it's got that blueberry and almond, all those are are falling off as we speak. You know, anything with with adjuncts is going to fall off, but uh, that's what's nice about the original Bourbon County, no adjuncts, just straight uh, bourbon stout. Any more memorable moments from that uh, that episode?
3: Well, for me, honestly, it was just sitting across from Quinn. I didn't know that he was the one who came up with the recipe for that uh prop with the banana- uh, bananas Foster. It was amazing beer we had it there it was just it was just uh so different because you never would think that combination or that type of beer would be anything other than like the super sweet kind of just a terrible mix but he just did it, it was so smooth so perfect and it was cool sitting across from him hearing that story so
1: and uh you know just to let everybody know to you know kind of let you peek behind the curtain uh we do have again our uh, second annual bloopers episode that'll be coming out in december i think i'll be featured heavily uh Andy, you yeah. want to you want to tell them about some of my uh some of my mistakes on that episode
0: well uh was kbs cbs <laughs> <laughs> bcs I was, <laughs> I was having some issues
1: uh yeah that'll be a fun part of our our blooper episode that'll be coming those uh, guys
3: must have really thought you were at Founders
1: (laughs) in my defense I was at Founders the day before <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's let's get on to the next one here. And uh, this one's one of mine. This was from my very first trip out to uh, Decorah, Iowa. The beer that I chose was uh, Morning Delight from Toppling Goliath. So I knew that we needed definitely a whale for this evening. And this one is batch four. So this was a year ago. Uh, this was my first trip out there. I got to sit down with Clark and Mike. And, you know, the really fun part about that is I immediately fell in love with Decorah. So uh, the very next time I could get out there. Uh, I was out there for the Assassin release, and then I was lucky enough to get a ticket for the uh, Batch 5 Morning Delight this past year. Jim joined me. And uh, Jim, that was your first time in Decorah. Yep. The really fun part about all of it is uh, Decorah's got two great breweries. <laughs> so, yes, so we got to sit down with uh, Pulpit Rock, uh, our second time out, and get them on the record. And I'll tell you what, uh, it was very fun telling the story of those two breweries uh, almost a year apart. Uh, Jim, what did you think of Decorah
2: you know it's in a beautiful part of Iowa that northeastern part uh it's got some of the driftless uh, geography to it so it's got a lot of rolling hills obviously a lot of farmland but I was actually blown away I mean it's a cute little town but how does this little town have two really great breweries and I mean it's pretty amazing but it is adorable place to go to and I highly recommend it
1: yeah, and I think a, a big reason that those two breweries do so well is because of the special releases. You know, the the Morning Delights, the KBS, the uh, uh, pulpit Rock is releasing something almost every other week. It seems like they're they're very much uh, the Eagle Park of uh, of Iowa, of, of Decor, Iowa. Andy uh, Jesus, what's a uh, what do you, what do you guys taste in here? Uh, a year removed um, from the release on this Morning Delight.
3: Well, I think I've said it before on Wax here that. Morning of the Light, when we had it last year, was my favorite beer of the year. I thought it was perfect balance, everything. They had that sweetness. You had the, the stout base. was fantastic. You still get that sweetness here, but I think there's a little bit weird on the nose, Jim. What, what's going on there?
2: Yeah, so, I mean, this is one of the hazards of cellar aging is there's the possibility of oxidation. And that's what we're getting on the nose here is this kind of cardboard, kind of papery nose on it and that's because of just oxidation of the beer.
3: Yeah, but but besides that the actual taste is still there but it still has a uh, it fell off a little bit for me because well, it was just so amazing the first time I had it.
1: Well, I'd say it's definitely not as sweet. The uh, the syrup has either dissipated or kind of fallen into the beer a little more. I'd say it, it might be a little more well balanced uh, than it was originally. It was very heavy on the maple syrup when we first tried it, which was, you know, very, very soon after the release. I don't know. I, I still think this is really nice. Uh, you might be tasting a little bit of off flavors. I, I don't know. I, I'm not getting all of that. I, I still think this is uh, tasting pretty delicious. Andy, what uh, what do you say?
0: I I kind of agree with Jesus on this one. It's you know it's not as exquisite as it was before. Don't get me wrong, it's still really really good, but it's not what it once was. So this one, you know, at least this batch, I'd say drink it fresh if you could have, right? <laughs> <So> <laughs> but it's it's, still, the, it's, it's the still experiments, ridiculous, right? Ridiculous. Yeah. Really good.
1: Yeah, oh, that's why the experiments. You know, right. this is why we uh, we drink for the people. <laughs> we that's put stuff right. in that's, our that's cellars. It's and... why we
0: drink one fresh.
1: Yep, exactly. Uh, so. So go back to our uh, Toppling Goliath episode and get our our, our fresh comments, uh, but this one after a year, a, a little interesting, a little interesting. So uh, Jesus, uh, we're gonna have you round us out here on the uh, the last uh, last beer for the twenty five thousand download episode. Uh, where where are we going to on well, this little journey?
3: We're going to a brewery where I guess I've been following them ever since they started. Just by chance. Um, I went to a beer festival probably six years ago. They were there. They've rebranded, done a whole bunch of stuff. We're talking about Three Sheeps and Sheboygan. And the beer I picked was the PTO, Pay Time Off Bourbon uh, Barrel Aged. And actually, this one came out a couple of days after we were there to celebrate their sixth anniversary. It's a huge party, so we were there a couple of days before. Didn't try it on tap, but we came back uh, and got the bottles. And uh, like I said, I've been a fan of the brewery for quite some time. and. Uh, so, Alex, what do you think about the beer?
1: I, I think this is fantastic. Uh, the pay time off, uh, you know, we were talking about uh, adjuncts earlier and how they might have fallen off. And I, I think this one's fallen off just a hair, but it's like the adjuncts have fallen in. You know, it's it's a much better blend. The, the interesting thing about the pay time off is it actually started as a black wheat ale. And uh, it's kind of turned into this full-blown imperial stout. So, You know, throwing it into a a bourbon barrel and having it come out at the same time as the barrel-aged Uber Joe. You know, it's a really fun release time. Fun episode. Uh, Jesus, you you kind of uh, put us in touch with Grant up there. What uh, what were some of your favorite memories of of that episode?
3: I just like the the story, right? They started in, like, the back of a bar and kind of moved into their new space, which is an old, I think, Coke distribution area. And it is an awesome facility. It's really cool. But I, I guess I just want to go back to the, the PTO. I just think it is so much better now. Because I think they both came out, uh, the Barrel Age Uber Joe, and this one came out that same weekend. I just love that Uber Joe. It was, I just thought it was a, uh, an amazing beer. But
1: Do you have a preference between the two, the PTO and the Uber Joe, the Barrel Age versions?
3: Well, that's what I was about to say. Back then, Uber Joe was way above this. But this has a lot of stuff. You're right. You, you say things fall off. This fell in. You know that's a that's a really good way of saying it. It's a, a little bit more complex. I just didn't get that before.
0: For me, I'd, I'd take Uber Joe, the, the BA Uber Joe, fresh over this any day. I agree with you that it was. It's a lot less sweet, and the flavors have fallen. I into think this that's beer. what it is. The sweetness. And is it's going. like a it's like a you know whiskey tinged candy bar in a glass, pretty much.
1: I'm, well, I'd like to uh, take credit. For take credit. In. Yeah. yeah. Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag fallen In. Uh. I was even listening. <laughs> <laughs> credit the tap Taker podcast 2018 yeah I, I i think this is uh this has become a, a much better beer than it, it than it originally was whereas i think the uber joe's gone the other way which is pretty interesting for two barrel aged beers uh, released at the same time i had a great time at that interview i i, I know it was a fun it was a fun ride out there <laughs> listening to some old clips that uh, we had put together um Jesus, any any last thoughts on this uh this fun interview
3: no nothing much i just think it's uh was it is fun just to hang out with a brewery that i kind of saw grow from the earliest like you know festivals that i went to and to see what they've come now it's just it's uh very impressive so
1: and that, that's a big thing that we're all about on the podcast. And I hope you've uh, taken that away from our 25,000 download episode is, uh, you know, growing with breweries and watching breweries grow is, uh, is a big part of what we do and kind of shining that spotlight when it needs to be shined, uh, when they're doing special releases, when they're doing really good things, even shining that spotlight sometimes when people aren't doing great things, you know, sometimes it needs to be pointed out. And uh, that's what we're here for. And we really appreciate everybody, every single person that's downloaded a single episode we appreciate not everybody has a lot of time on their hands so we really appreciate when you spend a little bit of time here with the tap takeover podcast um i think that's going to do it for us for now end of our beers uh end of our beer journey here so for me for alex randy jesus thank you jim this has been another solid non-fail production cheers boys cheers cheers Twenty-five thousand more